0: all right here we go uh take one uh like drake <laughs> i don't take to it you know what i'm saying all right hi i'm tyler um i'm a senior um i've really enjoyed this class so far not sure if this is a ta or professor huh, alexa but either way hi today we will be talking about behaviorism and the spiral of silence and how that applies to today's world we'll look at a uh a very mysterious murder case of a woman named kitty genovese um we will look at the digitalization of the spiral of silence and the social media age how that has affected it um yeah also, I'm going to try to not say, um, like, or anything like that throughout this entire thing. I've already noticed it. I'm sorry. I'm taking a public speaking class, and I understand. I understand. So, before we get into it, I would like to say I had a really great time this class uh, throughout the semester. I attended nearly every lecture and did almost all the discussion boards. Uh, I didn't make it to the taco, taco day, but... I saw that that you did that, that was very courteous, very kind, never had a professor do that. And I realize you guys are listening to several dozen, if not over a hundred of these, so I will try to keep it interesting, uh, keep it entertaining, quick, informative, all that good stuff. Um, there, there we go again. So here we go. Actually, no, let me, let me tell you why I want to talk about the spiral of science, silence. So I got the idea when I was delivering a pizza the other day. I'm I'm a pizza delivery man. I work for Domino's. I have a shift tonight, actually. As soon as I finish this, I'm going into work. So fun fact there. Whenever you're listening to this, I'll have made whatever money. It's but anyways, I was delivering a pizza to a research center, the Taylor Hardin Research Center over there on Jack Warner. And it was a 60 dollar plus order over nine items 10 sauces you know i had to bring out the big bag for it so it, it was a lot of work on my end and it was a, it was for a party when i called the uh the call, i called the woman and told her i was there she said "Oh, okay cool it's for a party or blah blah, blah. you can just come in leave it at security well she paid with credit card and so the guy at security, you know, well, she didn't tip on the credit card. Let me state that first. She didn't tip. And so the guy at security, he saw uh, all the food he got and he was like, did they tip? And I was like, well, no. And he was like, oh man, I'm sorry. That sucks. You know, I used to be a pizza delivery man. I know how it is. Well, he didn't, he didn't tip me either. And so that got me thinking if, you know, if it's a party like that, no one assumes responsibility for the tip. You know, everyone's assuming the other person's going to tip. And I feel like that also applies to communicating our opinions. Thus, the spiral of silence. I keep saying science. I even wrote it when I was doing my notes. My goodness. As a professor, especially in the era of Zoom, I'm sure you're familiar with this, with this concept. Uh, You ask a question to your class or you go into a breakout room. Cameras aren't on. No one's talking. You, You know how it is. So, to make sure that this, to make sure that the spiral of silence, uh, t- really ties into behaviorism, and I can, um, you know, f- get full points for this for <laughs> following the prompt, I'll state uh, what is behaviorism. So the theory that human and animal behavior can be explained in terms of conditioning, without appeal to thoughts or feelings, and that psychological disorders are best treated by altering behavior patterns. Well, I want to look at that first part again. The theory that human and animal behavior can be explained in terms of conditioning. So, okay, so my phone locked. I'm sorry, I changed the settings, so that will not happen again. But anyways, we were talking about behaviorism. Yes, I said look at the first part again. The theory that human and animal behavior can be explained in terms of conditioning. So I believe that over time, humans have been conditioned... Um, to be quiet in the group setting or to not voice an opinion if it's unpopular or incorrect it may cause you to be an outcast from the group which you know you only survive as a pack that's kind of the human mentality you know stick together so through evolution yeah leaving this behavior has been conditioned so therefore it, it is behaviors yeah so moving on to what is spiral of silence itself In the study of human connect. Well, first let's look at what exactly we're looking at and uh, where it's from slash when. So Noelle Newman in 1977, she wrote turbulences in the climate of opinion, methodological opinions of the spiral of silence theory. Uh, in the- So she was the original founder or creator of the theory of, or of the spiral of silence I I might just call it SOS from now on, because I'm I'm really struggling with it, and I don't, you know, it's like, take a shot every time you hear it, yeah, but we'll we'll say SOS, because yeah, you get it. Um, Anyways, so she founded this theory that, uh, in the study of human communication and public opinion, the theory that people's willingness to express their opinions on controversial public issues is affected by their largely unconscious perception of those opinions as being either popular or unpopular. So it's not even about, like, if you're wrong or right, I guess. It's just the, whatever opinion is more favored will get the most traction. It'll look the most right. And even if, say, you you know, like, let's look at unpopular opinion Twitter, you know. Oh, my goodness. you give an unpopular opinion about uh, eating outside. I don't know. It's just, you know, anyways, let's... Not get carried away specifically the perception that one's opinion is unpopular tends to inhibit or discourages one's uh, expression of it while the perception that is popular tends to have the opposite effect so if you oh my goodness here yeah a good example you go to a um say a trump rally um, yeah you, you know you go to a trump rally and you're wearing your your hat your t shirt you're feeling good and you actually no let's change that let's switch out that's that's polarizing i'm <laughs> i do you not know, does anyone want to be there come on but all right let's go to a a football game yeah alabama football game everybody's wearing the attire the jerseys the, you yell a roll tide of course you're going to want to yell roll tide to everyone because you know that you're going to get that back that um that popular um opinion yeah so, developed by German survey communication researcher Elizabeth Noel Newman in the 1960s and 70s, the spiral of silence theory more broadly attempts to describe collective opinion formation and societal decision-making regarding issues that are controversial or morally loaded. Yeah. Okay, we got a text from the manager. I'm not going to look at that right now. I'm going to keep trucking because I believe I only have 14... 13 minutes left and we are about to get to the meat and potatoes Woo! case of kitty jet kitty genovese if you're a true crime fan you're gonna love this one um let me actually make sure i didn't skip over anything so according to... yeah also another thing let me just add uh before we get on to that i'm sorry i'm sorry Uh, According to the Spiral of Silence theory, most people have a natural, emotionally unconscious fear of social isolation that prompts them to constantly monitor their behavior, uh, not only of themselves, but of others, um, for signs of approval or disapproval. So it's really subconscious. Like, you're not sitting... You know, you don't want to raise your hand in class because you're scared. You know, even... Another example, even I maybe you've seen those jokes or memes about people who are like getting mentally prepared to say here, you know, in uh, high school, you know, when they're calling attendance. So it's that kind of thing. It's subconscious and not want to be isolated. All right, you get it. You get the point. Now, the case. So on March 13th, night. buckle your seatbelts, man. This is, don't, you'll get mad. All right, don't hold it in. Hold it back. You Maybe you've heard of this, but if you haven't here we go. On March 13th, 1964, a woman named Catherine Kitty Genovese was murdered outside of her apartment in Queens, New York. Over the course of a brutal attack lasting over 30 minutes, Genovese was stabbed at least 14 times. It was widely reported that despite Genovese's screams for help, not a single one of the 38 bystanders at the apartment that came, came that night to her aid. The case caught the attention of the public as well as psychological scientists leading to research on the bystander effect which this uh so that happened in 1964 and for context the sos theory was primarily developed within context additional with in the 1970s so that that's a bus you hear outside crimson ride Um, recent so this case raises a lot of questions for researchers why would no one obviously call uh, if they see that happening, um, but let's get back into it. So, after painstakingly reviewing historical records on the case, uh, APS Saul Kasson of mm, of the Criminal Justice College of Criminal Justice discovered that many important facts related to the case have been overlooked for decades. Although the media spotlight focused on Genevieve and her neighbors, other stories closely linked to the event, which are also profound for what they say about human social behavior, were unfolding. Only to get lost in a historical record. So, you can see Casson points to several instances where the facts of the case don't align with the infamous story. So, the infamous story in the headline is 38 witnesses, you know, like they're looking out the window, they can hear it. That may not be true, according to Casson. Let's see why. So several individuals actually did respond to Kitty's screams that night coming to her aid and calling the police In his examination of the details of the Genevieve's murder Casson also came across several instances of false confessions. The psycho-, psycho psychologist psychologist jeez it's been a long day. I already did one project today. Um been up since 6 but th- been up since like 6:30 but we slept a while. But we're on our second cup of coffee but psychologists of my generation have been staring at this case for more than 50 years he writes yeah like the gorilla pounding its chest and studies of inattentional blindness the the bystander narrative rendered these false confessions all but invisible to history so you know of course media goes for the headline oh my god you know the most attention grabbing headline maybe doesn't actually let me say they reported first rather than reporting accurately As someone who's in the College of News Media, that's a no-no. You know, you want to make sure you have all those facts before you start reporting that. And I guess in the excitement and the outrage uh, over the case, these false confessions and responses to her screams were scrubbed from history. Uh, Five days after Genevieve's murder, the police found and arrested a 29-year-old man named Winston Mosley. Uh, for burglary. According to police, mostly gave a full and detailed confession of raping and killing Genevieve and several additional women. He confessed to a total of three murders. Um, why police f- refuse to follow up on detailed confession of two murders? As it turned out, detectives had already obtained confessions from another man for the murder of one of the other two victims. Yeah. So, lots of, you know, we're, we're starting to stray away from this SOS theory here, but, As you can see, I just wanted to show that as an example of, well, I guess, did I, did I contradict myself? No, because no one. Okay. So the main point about that story is no one intervened everyone. So there were 38 possible witnesses in that apartment building, several of whom later came forward saying that they heard it. Why not intervene in that moment? Why not call the police in that moment? Get help. You know? neighbor anything like that so that's the point we're making there and it's that case along with a actual voting incident in uh, the 60s that led to the inception of this theory so but actually we will change gears and go to we'll get to that voting thing later as we cover some politics in the sos theory but first Going to, uh, sexual, the threat to sexual freedom, uh, that SOS theory poses. Some modern day uh, examples of this might be Harvey Weinstein, uh, victims of sexual abuse being scared to come forward. Uh, in that regard, that kind of thing, and the Me Too hashtag Me Too movement, where once you know one person stepped forward then everybody was, you know, kind of following that lead because it takes that one person to go against the grain and voice their unpopular opinion and, you know, be subjected to being that outcast. And then, you know, surprisingly, or maybe unsurprisingly, others will follow. So let's get into that article. We have a good one for you. Uh... And I'm running on a... uh microsoft service here i only have so much screen space you know maybe, maybe i'll make a career out of this uh if, I, if i'm good depending on the grade i get on this we'll see but threat sexual freedom moralistic intolerance instills a spiral of silence moralistic intolerance yes so sex negative ideologies characterized as normative um are usually regarded as what is this article saying regards sexuality as dirty producing moral corruption and creating social disorder i was trying to you know paraphrase that and maybe fluff it a bit better but donald mosher of the university of connecticut in 1989 clearly uh you know voices it his own way so the new right silences its critics by calling them permissive or secular humanists Although they flout the rule of reason, unjust sexual laws remain as a heritage of anti-sexual ideologies. So most Americans favor tolerance of sexual variations and lifestyles, yet they remain confused about moral grounds, cowed into a spiral of silence. So you'll see this a lot. Sorry, someone's blasting music on something. So you'll see, you've seen this a lot on, um, so everyone, you know, sex sells, but who who wants to admit it, you know? Who wants to admit they're buying an OnlyFans or they're on Tumblr or you know doing that kind of thing? We we all love it, but no one wants to talk about it due to our friend the SOS theory sounds sil- spiral of silence, um, which that also leads into the sexual assault, um, you know area of SOS theory, and wow, I had a train of thought going there, and I totally lost it but i was saying yeah because victims may be too afraid to come forward because think about that you have to go on the stand and you may have to voice what happened to you in a courtroom people and uh, you don't want to be labeled or seen you know uh, but it, luckily silver lining here we are coming into a new age where it, it is being more accepted more talked about you know it's normalized you know, as Twitter loves to say normalize this normalize that yes you see where we're going so I want to stay on track here and go to social media and the digitalization slash modernization of spiral of science silence see almost at science again um, so let me go to that article real quick here we go so let me give you some fun facts while I actually look for this article So I, everyone has a voice nowadays, as you know, maybe, maybe too many people have a voice. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. But on that note, did you know that on Twitter today alone, over 700 million tweets have left the keyboards of people all around the world? Maybe you're not on Twitter. Maybe you're a Facebook user. Uh, Facebook users generate 4 million likes a minute. Are you one of those? Uh, 350 million updates a day with almost 2 billion daily users. What on earth to, how, what are y'all saying? What? So as you see, (laughs) plenty of people have things to say nowadays. And this spiral of silence is kind of, it's losing footing, honestly. Um... I still have not found the article, yeah, so here it is actually the era the era of social media started to make wheat wheat make weak its roots due to involvement of individuals in communication process and make them able to speak without fear and express their opinion with their experimental support. So on Twitter, you know how easy it is? You tweet the dumbest thing and it just goes viral. You see, like, all the time, your your feed isn't even, you know, your friends. It's just viral tweets. And so that's those people that are taking that risk They're without fear and expressing their opinion with experimental support, i.e. the likes, like over 4 million a minute kind of likes, you know. So the spiral of silence, it's really mm, losing footing, today because it was originally developed in the 1970s as i previously mentioned and it's now 2021 so 50 years later and we have look at we have podcasts like i'm doing a podcast right now instead of writing a paper take that sos theory you know what i'm saying like yeah so technology and advancements uh scientific progress all these things that we've talked about are Changing the way that we look at the spiral of silence, and honestly, it's kind of well, actually, we have to take into account that most of the stuff is behind a screen. Yes, think about public speaking who wants to do public speaking? You know, I was in, I actually took a class two years ago, and there was a girl in there who was so scared like, you could see her visibly shaking, like, her she was holding a note card that was shaking her like a dress, you could see the you know, flowing like. Obviously, we're not out of the woods here yet. There's still that desire to stay a part of the pack and to not voice your unpopular opinion. So when, say when Trump lost this 2020 election, how many people do you think, you know, just flipped that hat around or, you know, changed it and kept have kept their opinion, you know, silent since then or quiet, you know, not as verbal because they didn't have that big ground support behind them? So yeah, that's how social media has changed um uh, kind of brought us forward to this new age. And we'll look at the final article here as we are rounding up, kind of think we're about to hit 20 21 minutes. Don't want to keep you here too long, you know. So, looking at an article from JSTOR, the uh yeah, this is actually from our friend Noelle Newman again. Here she breaks down, she went in depth on this uh so i'll look at she has here number four on page 144 so she was listing off the uh, attributes of the spiral of silence and individuals who observing their environments notice their own personal here's what i mentioned earlier about it taking traction right so notice that their own personal opinion is spreading as being taken over by others will voice this opinion self-confidently in public On the other hand, individuals who notice that their opinions are losing ground will be inclined to adopt a more reserved attitude when expressing their opinions in public. Follows from this, as the representatives of the first opinion talk quite a lot, while the representatives of the second opinion remain silent, there is a definite influence on the environment. An An opinion that is being reinforced in this way appears stronger than it really is, while an opinion suppressed, as described, will seem to be weaker than it really is. So you could be right, but if everyone is going with the other guy, it doesn't matter. You, you look, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all, sometimes it's all about optics when it comes to that kind of thing. Honestly, like, you know who, you know, <laughs> it's just a good example because it's very, you know, up to date and current. So, um, I believe I'm almost up out of time here. But, yeah, that was the spiral of silence theory uh, in the frame of behaviorism and how we've kind of changed over time our uh, conditioned habits. Um, Yeah, so we looked at those two things. uh, The case of Kitty, Kitty Genovese. Uh, sexual freedom the threat that sos 3 poses to that we looked at the modernization and the digitalization of the sos theory and um kind of how the whoever you know may just showmanship wins sometimes with your opinions i guess so yeah thank you for your time i won't keep you any longer uh thank you please uh give me a good grade bye it was a fun semester bye